Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome in, pro wrestling fans, here on a Saturday. It is time for another weekend edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host, Brian McKinnell. Joining me on this Saturday, we got Jonathan Hood in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And on this episode, we're going to take a deep dive into Friday night, last night in the Probling world. If you missed it, boy, do I feel sorry for you. But we got you covered. We got a trio of drama happening on Friday night between Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman. Where does Paul Heyman's allegiance lie? We give you our excitement, love, passion, all the emotions for what was Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki last night on AEW Rampage. The American Dragon is back, and my God, does it feel good to be a pro wrestling fan. There was an interesting showdown between the inner circle led by Chris Jericho and American top team led by Dan Lambert and former UFC heavyweight champion Junior Dos Santos. Oh, with Jorge Masvidal in the corner. We're going to dive into that match as well. Inside, all you got to do is relax, click play. Let's get it going here on a Saturday. This is Bustin' Open. Just sign it without even reading it. What's wrong with you, man? Roman, I already read the damn contract this morning with my advocate, Paul Heyman. That is how SmackDown went off the air last night on a Friday. He doesn't need to say much, Jonathan Hood, but when Brock Lesnar speaks, the pro wrestling world listens. Something tells me Roman Reigns was listening last night, too. Yes, he was. Well, that was a great way to end because, again, it just extends the storyline of is Paul Heyman in the corner solely yeah. of Paul, of uh, Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. I just think this is fascinating because here's the thing. Paul didn't deny it to Roman. Do you notice that? Was when out there, it was just kind of no, like Ro- Roman was just kind of staring at Paul, Paul staring at Roman, Paul holding on to the championship. But all he had to do was just <laughs> shake his head, no, like he's, he's bullshitting. You know, this is not true. This is not happening. He never denied it. So now what happens next more, week? It was more of a- Right. It was more of the look. It was more of the look of 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 Heyman being like that mother, that son of a I can't yeah. believe he said something. But that's a little nuance, right? It keeps us guessing. And to your that's point, right. 
keep us tuning in next Thursday. That 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 and that is the essence of great storytelling. I mean, that's the essence yep. of wrestling anyway. That's the way. That's what it was built on. The foundation is is uh, here's our set of matches. Here's a set of storylines to get you to the next week. Not just cold matches and say tune in next week. So that is a cliffhanger for Crown Jewel. I I've been loving this every week. It's must see. The number one must-see thing for me in wrestling is this storyline right now. And that is, first of all, I agree, and I'm on the record as saying that, as well as other things. Like, I mean, I mean, in terms of Roman Reigns putting this entire company on his back, uh, uh, mm-hmm. making Friday night, uh, you know, one of the most watchable nights in pro wrestling with Rampage and and uh, SmackDown going back to back, always uh, so often, and the work that Roman's been doing. And again, it seeing it coming knowing that this was where the story arc was going to be going knowing that these are the sort of the relationships they were going to be touching on none of it matters because it's just so well executed and when you talk about uh roman reigns being the best thing in pro wrestling and this storyline being the best thing in pro wrestling again jonathan i agree but what a testament that is to how good roman is right now because in my heart i want it to be danielson i want it to be punk i want it to be the things going on in aew i'm having so much fun with aew i think aew week to week show to show hour to hour minute to minute is the better pro wrestling company right now but that's besides the point because we're talking about the best story in pro wrestling and that is roman reigns he is doing the best work and i don't know even how close it is because in terms of compelling stories i like a lot of what's going on in aew they don't have anything like this and and not even like it's kind of unfair to even put it just like to aew we i don't think we've seen anything like this in terms of of pro wrestling storytelling in years jonathan hood maybe decades you gotta know when it's happening you gotta appreciate when the good shit is here because it's not always here but it's here right now john now, the reason why that we could say that, Ryan, is because of what we talked about in the previous segment, that the WWE would just cut their own water off after like two weeks or three weeks right into a pay-per-view, right? <laughs> that's, that's the reason why. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason. Because it's like, yeah. okay, here's, here's, a, here's a two or three-week program. Okay? And so now here's the blow-off. Here's the match. Okay, so now what? Now you move on to the next thing. Well, wait a minute. Now, is this going to be a long-standing program where it's like maybe two, two or three months? Will this last two or three matches, two or three pay-per-views? That's the essence of wrestling. But when you just have here's here's a, a one person against another person, they don't like each other. Let's do the pay-per-view. Now the pay-per-view is over. The match is over. Now move on to the next thing. Well, that's not long-term storytelling. The reason why this. And Edge and Rollins are so good is because of the long-term storytelling. Just when you thought that Edge and Rollins were done, there's another layer. There's more to it, right? And so it continues to evolve. That's a story. And so, again, nothing against five-star matches and four-star matches. and That's great. But, Ryan, the essence of wrestling is a storyline building week to week to a crescendo where it's like, I can't wait to see this match. Not two weeks of lame storytelling and lame booking. Then you get to a match where it's like a flat finish and it's kind of like, okay, so why did I even invest time in watching this for two or three weeks? What the WWE is doing, especially on the SmackDown side is Mm long-term storytelling and building towards something. And so I give them full credit for that. Yeah, and it, uh, I, yeah, again, the belief in that long-term storytelling. It makes it that much easier when you're dealing with a Roman Reigns and a Brock Lesnar. Uh, they're going to have a little bit more say in terms of, like, you go to them and be like, hey, this isn't working, let's pivot. Well, that might not be, you might not get the 
the the easy road that you were looking for. Essentially, these are big personalities. When you start a story with two men like this, I'm imagining, right, when Reigns came back at what whatever it was, Royal Rumble two years ago or whatever the timeline is now at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um they were looking at this Brock Lesnar showdown. You knew that this was coming down the pipeline. And when you're talking to Roman and you're talking to Brock, you're making assurances. You're building this story out. You knew that on paper this had the possibility to be something great. John, I don't even know if the main players knew it was going to be this good. I mean, this is no. really, really good storytelling. No, no no question. And the third layer to this that I think we need to accentuate even more so, and that is... Brock Lesnar, the babyface. So for years, we've seen him cheer, I like right? That. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. so we've talked about Heyman. We covered Roman Reigns. What about Brock Lesnar? So who doesn't respect Brock Lesnar? Now, of course, the internet wrestling community, and rightfully so, criticized Brock Lesnar for being like the company champion or the universal champion, whatever, and would have a match and then go away for two or three months, right? He was kept special like Andre the Giant. He'd be the champion, but he'd just drop in on, you know, maybe a Raw here or there, major city here or there. He wouldn't do any house shows. While the entire roster is up and down the roads for 300 days a year, Brock Lesnar would just drop in, defend the championship, and go away. And I can understand why the people are upset with that because you know, you're, this is an era of wrestling where you're used to seeing the champion every single week, either in a promo or in the ring. So I get that, right? But I think that there's a more of an appreciation now for Brock Lesnar than ever before because people have always cheered him when he's in the ring because he's a spectacle. Look at him. As Vince would say, he's a goddamn mastodon. Oh, God, he's a mastodon Like because so, he's a big guy. So I get that, right? But I think that there's an appreciation for Brock now as someone that does not have Heyman next to him speaking on the mic and as a baby face than ever before. No, and, and, and listen, I got a little bit of a glimpse of that in the UFC covering Brock Lesnar's mixed martial arts career. I got to see him in his, I, I would say closer than anyone has got to see him in his element because he is such a private guy. Mm-hmm. You don't get to you know hang out at his house. You don't get to see his uh, home life. You don't get to see his personal life. But I did get the opportunity on multiple occasions to just talk to him, to ask him unscripted questions in a press conference, to get his thoughts. I remember in his very first fight against Frank Mir in the UFC, one of the things that uh, was making the rounds with Lesnar was he was talking about how uh, – had, how Frank Mir had broken Tim Sylvia's arm, right? And one of mm-hmm. the one of the quotes in the lead up to that fight was Brock saying, "Yeah, he broke Sylvia's arm. Who gives a shit, right? Like, who mm. cares?" That was, and I remember asking him in the lead up before that fight, like, how much of that was you actually believing that Brock, and how much of that was sort of your pro wrestling bravado and 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 braggadocio, right? And I remember him laughing at me and kind of working his way around the answer, essentially saying, like, it's a little bit of both, right? But my point is, I got to see his personality. I got to see his playfulness. I got to see him answer questions off the cuff. I got to see him essentially cut promos without the shadow of Vince McMahon and the E looming over him. The dude has a serious personality, and, and, and we're, I think we're now just starting, to your point, the babyface Brock Lesnar, we could be seeing a whole new era of the Beast Incarnate, and that's got me super excited because, Jonathan, I don't know where that could go for Brock Lesnar. That's true. Uh, I, I just think that it's just an added bonus just to hear him speak and not have yes. Paul Heyman do the, yes. the promo for him. Just, again, doesn't have to, I don't need him in the ring for a 10-minute promo. And, and I, I don't know. And I don't think the WWE wants that either because I think Brock, left to his own devices, he'd say some shit. 
Uh, so, <laughs> you think? You know, he, yeah, he's not going <laughs> bullet by bullet and, and doing the, the usual WWE promo. So I just think the added bonus is to hear him speak, to see him laugh, to laugh at this whole yeah. thing with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. And again, I can't wait to see that match because it's a different Brock Lesnar. Again, he's always been respected. And when he comes down to down the ramp, he's always been cheered because look at him, right? I mean, he's been special to WWE fans and wrestling fans for a long time. But this iteration of Brock, it just feels different. And this is why this is going to be a big match. And I, I love, even though it was kind of rushed, it was amazing how that worked, right? You go from the main event of SmackDown and all of a sudden here comes Adam Pierce and all the chair, the chairs, the table, everything's being set up and then boom, it just happens. Right. And so all that was, I think, uh, thrilling on Friday night on SmackDown uh, emanating, by the way, hold on. Where are my notes here from Southern California? I hate when they do that. You were in, you were in Ontario, California yesterday. You weren't at just the Toyota Center. There is no place in California called the Toyota Center, WWE. I'm sorry that that's not big enough city for you, but it was Ontario, California. It's okay to say that. We can't say that, pal, because it's not L.A. It's Ontario, California, okay? And when you, when you go to Raleigh, it's Raleigh, North Carolina, not NC State, right? When you go to Lafayette, Louisiana, it's not Cajun Dome. It's Lafayette, Louisiana, it, it, you go to small towns, big towns, but give the city their respect. Damn it. What are you doing? Man of the people. Man of the people. Jonathan Hood here on a Saturday. Tell oh, and, uh, oh, on, on top of that. Oh, by the way, did you notice at the beginning of SmackDown <laughs> what pisses me off even more? So, I mean, I can't even sit down and sit my fat ass down and just enjoy SmackDown before I hear Michael Cole saying, well, it's a late arriving crowd here in Southern California. Well, no shit. It's 5 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> What, what do you what do you think? You're trying to run a live show at 5 p.m. Pacific with bad traffic in, in Southern California? No shit. Uh, and by the way, I'm at I'm in Chicago. Why do I care about what's the late? Uh, you got the lights down. Who cares if it's a late arriving crowd? Just show me the match, right? Yeah, don't even address it, right? Yeah, there is a point. What's the, what's the that, point of not that? That we're producing the show. Not that we're producing the show, but yes, uh, Jonathan, I would if, if if I was making the calls, just not say anything. You got like okay, you okay. said, lights are down, matches are happening. You got the super size SmackDown. Brock Lesnar's coming up in two hours. You got this great Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch match. There's stuff you can talk about other than the late arriving crowd. Who was Michael Cole <laughs> talking to there? I know that. And listen, I don't blame Michael. I know he's produced for that. Right? I understand that. Yeah, but, like, yeah, why yeah. even mention it's a late arriving crowd? If you got the lights down, I can't see empty seats there. And, by the way, if there was five people there, I got smacked down. I don't care who's there. I'm in Chicago. I'm watching on the big screen. It's a late arriving crowd. So, if you see empty seats, I mean, it's sold out. Who are you trying to convince? <laughs> what? I don't understand that. Who are you talking preach, to with that? Preach. So last night, Jonathan Hood, God. we were talking about it. CM Punk kicked off Rampage against Matt Seidel. CM Punk and Seidel going head-to-head, essentially with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns had some words this week on CM Punk. When we come back, we're going to tell you about those words, give you our thoughts on the blossoming beef, and yeah, we're going to dive into that great rampage as well. We are just getting started here on a Saturday edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan, that's Jonathan. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Busted Open Nation, we are back on a Saturday. I'm Ryan, that's Jonathan Hood, in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. You're hearing the music from our team over there. We got Guns and Andre bringing us back to corn right there. System of a down earlier, Jonathan. There's a reason they're both doing that. I actually saw corn and uh, System of a Down last night in Las Vegas. Oh. Concert season is upon us, Jonathan, and I'm getting it in. I was in Aftershock last weekend. I was at John Fogarty last Wednesday. I told everybody that when this pandemic was, well, I mean, it's not over, but I mean, I'm obviously fully vaccinated and getting back to somewhat of normalcy. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to be getting it in, Jonathan, and I am getting it in. I am saying no to nothing. I'm saying no to nothing, sir. You know, I know last time you and I were working together, we were talking, you were talking about getting back into the concert scene. And so seeing Corn, that um, longtime metal band going back to the 90s is still cranking out now. Do they have a new album out or were they playing the classics? Yeah, it was all classics. Same with System. I think it was one of those, they're doing a short like West Coast tour. I don't know if someone needs some money or someone got some payments to make. I'm not sure what it is, but it was like a seven or eight show little mini tour. And uh, what I like about that, Jonathan, especially in a city like Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of like in a pro wrestling way, like if you have like a, a, a double or nothing or a SummerSlam, it's like this one sort of tent pole event and the entire country sort of turns out. Uh, System and Corn have the ability to do that. Their fans were in full force. It was like 18 thousand it was a full sellout at t-mobile and not just was it a sellout uh the fans were hyped jonathan and that was exciting i can i would say that they that corn in particular is kind of like uh alternative metal instead of heavy metal would you disagree with that it doesn't seem heavy yeah no they're yeah yeah they're like a new metal i mean they were they were heavy they had their i mean in 1994 i thought jonathan davis was a legit demon like i mm-hmm. thought he was like satan incarnate right uh so they were heavy in sort of their own way but yes as time has gone on the the sound the rap rock right them being linked to limp biscuit in the late 90s the new metal sound um they've they've they're, they're not traditionally have traditional heavy metal thrash metal what you might think of like heavy heavy metal no well, well let me ask you this so how was how did it line up who was the lead moriarty against bobby fish who was who was the undercard who was the main oh. event the, the actually the Lee Moriarty was a uh, a band called Russian Circles out of your neck of the woods, Chicago. They don't have okay, lyrics. They're an all instrumental band. It's like doom metal. Holy shit! Russian Circles was awesome. That went right into Corn. That went right into System of a Down. And that was all after. Jonathan Hood, I was I, as I was driving down, I was streaming the last half an hour of Rampage, and then the uh, or the last or the first half hour of Rampage, and the last half hour of SmackDown. I was watching that in my car as I was driving down. Uh, my God, what in terms of just like energy and excitement? That was a, just me personally. I'm gonna damn the nation, damn you, Jonathan. I'm just talking about me personally. <laughs> last night was a very exciting night uh, for myself. And listen, uh, again, it's great having the concert. 
concerts back and doing all that fun yeah. stuff. And uh, it's great having live events back, getting into the pro swing of pro wrestling. I know we've got some callers out there yes. that were actually at Rampage last night. I'm very excited to catch up with them. Specifically, I want to hear about that Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson match. My God, Jonathan, that mm -hmm. elbow that Suzuki landed to Brian Danielson. Is, is, is the American Dragon okay today on a Saturday? Is, like, is, are his teeth intact? Well, at, at watching that last night, and I wrote this down, watching it last night. Yes, you did. I, I wrote oh down, I couldn't help but to think about uh, Brian Danielson and his medical issues he had with WWE with those stiff shots. That's what I wrote down. Mm -hmm. When I saw that forearm, that's the thing I was thinking. I wasn't saying, oh, I feel bad for him, I feel sorry for him. I couldn't help but to think, there's a reason why that you were out for a few years, right? And he, and yeah. that so yeah. and I want to make sure and I think people start to to realize this now. This isn't the yes yes sports entertainer uh, Daniel Bryan. No. This is the guy who I paid good money to see in Chicago, in Detroit, uh, in Indiana, wrestling for Ring of Honor. That's who I paid to see. I, I'm seeing the American Dragon. You know why? Because that guy has a focus. He's not it's, he's not really worried about the crowd. He's just coming down the ramp and looking to beat someone's ass and and ready for a fight. That's the American Dragon. For WWE fans that did not see the American Dragon, that's a guy that I saw before he came to WWE. A focused ass kicker. That's who he is. And he was ready for the fight yesterday. He enjoys the fight. Like that's like he's a mm -hmm. sick son of a bitch that Brian Daniels. Oh, yes. Like, he's a yes. twisted pro. I mean, all pro wrestlers are twisted, right? Like I say yes. the same thing about mixed martial artists. If if you choose this as your profession, you gotta screw loose, right? But then there's guys like Nick Diaz in the MMA space or like take a pro wrestler who's been outspoken about the business <laughs> and the bumps and how they don't really like it. Maybe even like use a CM Punk, right? Like at yeah. different points, like where you feel like the business was breaking them or whatever. Brian Daniels Danielson is psychotic. Like, he loves this shit. He yeah. loves the broken blood vessels and the sore muscles. And maybe, hey, if he did get a little loopy from that forearm last night from Suzuki, that sick bastard probably enjoyed it. Yeah, I think he did. And you can see the ebb and flow of that match where you kind of think that he did. I, uh, I, I, but you can see the big difference. I'm so glad that Brian Danielson's back. And you say, well, he was in W. No. That wasn't Brian Danielson. That was the guy that was taking bumps, but it wasn't as physical because it's a WWE yeah. style. It's a, it, listen, it's as plain as the nose on your face. You could see the difference between the guy I saw at Ring of Honor and the guy in the WWE. Now I'm glad to see the American Dragon back. That guy was having these classic matches with Samoa Joe and CM Punk and so many others in Ring of Honor. That's the guy that I enjoy seeing. I'm glad. Hey, if he's happy, I'm definitely happy as a wrestling fan. Yo! As we talk about happy, Brock Lesnar was fucking happy last night. Yeah. Brian Danielson was happy last night. The fans were happy last night. Like, listen, I know there's a lot of toxicity. No pun intended as we we're talking about system of a down, right? Uh, yes. uh, I know there's a lot of toxicity, toxic, you know, whatever going around in the business, right? People are feeling a certain way, especially if you only live on the Internet. And that look, at, just look at the faces of your favorite talent. Everyone is having fun. Have fun. We're having fun, Jonathan Hood. It's a fun goddamn time. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very much fun. There's no doubt. Um, because because now everything is must see. Who's going to say what? Yeah. Right? 
Who's going to make yes, the next comment? Yes. And so we're going to lead into that as well because now when you get this cross-section of wrestlers talking about other companies, clearly mm-hmm. everyone's watching each other's shit. Uh, clearly that's the case, right? If clearly. you're a WWE guy, yes. you're watching AEW and vice versa. So you're trying to have this measuring contest to see, well, who's having the better show? Who's having the better matches? Roman Reigns, a guy that also made some comments as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I did tease that, right? I said we were going to talk about Roman Reigns. We are going to talk about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns with some very poignant, pointed words, I should say, about one Phil Brooks slash CM Pug. That's when you know shit is real and people are paying attention. When you've got people addressing the competition, when you've got people going back and forth, and not just people, right? Top people big dogs like roman reigns giving his thoughts you know we are living a special time we will get into roman reigns's comments on cm punk but before we do that let's take a quick break when we come back i want to catch up with the nation jonathan these listeners out there have been waiting patiently we will get to roman reigns we'll, what do you say this we'll uh, we'll start our two with that roman reigns cm punk oh, yeah. back and forth we'll get into that we'll talk about roman reigns we'll talk about cm punk we'll talk about tony khan Having some words for the WWE as well. We're going to do all that when we start our two. But when we come back, it's you, Nation. Line up those calls, 877-344-4893. We're talking pro wrestling when we come back here on a Saturday. I'm Ryan. That's Jonathan. Keep it locked. Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Back on a Saturday, it's busted open. I'm Ryan. That's Jonathan in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Jonathan, my God, what a Friday night we got in the professional wrestling world. We've hit a lot of it, but even that said, we barely scratched the surface. We haven't even really dove into fully. I think we could do a whole hour on Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson and that epic that we saw. YouTube, TNT, TBS, USA, Fox. I don't give a shit where you put that match. I am here for it. I hope that is not the last time we see those two. Now, speaking of being there for it what were your thoughts on the main event of rampage last night with uh that american top team inner circle showdown uh i have my thoughts obviously i operate in both spaces uh long time in the mixed martial arts game i'm just curious you don't have that same window that i do you're you're watching from a different perspective did it play well to you that main event last night well, it starts with Dan Lambert because he makes all this work, right? Dan Lambert is yes, an American yes, treasure. Yes. He's an American treasure because <laughs> he knows he knows how to get heat, and he's an old-school wrestling fan, right? So he, he's the guy that is the stick in the beehive that he, he pisses people off. He's the old man, get off my lawn. And I think it works, it works well because there's a guy that knows how to get heat. He knows how to be able to use the promo and the spoken word to get over. And so to see Junior Dos Santos, who is, by the way, I know it came across as it's the first time he's ever been in the ring. He actually has wrestled in Mexico, so we know 
he, he it was not foreign to him, right? Him, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page against Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and Chris Jericho. So this tells me, this whole match just told me that this is going to lead up to Chris Jericho against Masvidal at some point. However, I, I, I don't know, from my standpoint, I'm okay with it because it's, it, it really elevates Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, right? I don't know what AEW thought of those two, you know, maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, but at least they're in something that's meaningful, and whether it's heat or go-away heat, it's a good thing. They're in a faction that matters, uh, at least to those that say, I don't like this or I like it. At least it matters. People are talking about it, right? So nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. But, I, but here's the thing. This is where MJF is right. It's almost like Chris Jericho is putting himself in spaces in different areas of the company where he can get noticed. Dude, you're a Hall of Famer. You don't have to be uh, something that you're not. Are you ready to take on an MMA fighter? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're already established. But MJF... yeah. Go ahead. There's like a, I feel like there's like a cosplay element to this, right? Like where yes. I, and I've said this to friends privately where I'm like, I feel like Jericho's like kind of like booking himself into these sort of fantastical storylines that he wants to be a part of. Like, I remember when Jericho came out with like the biker gang and he had like, they all came out with motorcycles and cuts and like they were all sort of like all aces and aced out, right? Like aces and eight. <laughs> out yeah. if I could try to say right. that three times fast right no, but you get, get what it. I'm saying right and, and 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 it felt like a little bit again like that last night where it was like you know Jericho wants to be an MMA guy he wants to you know have that extra layer of t- I don't know what the idea is I'm just it there I do to to your point and to I guess MJF's point there is an element of that and that's what's great about MJF though he's operating with a little bit of truth right it, it, he, he says you're putting yourself in a position to make yourself relevant that's the promo that MJF said about Chris Jericho when they had their battle. So I don't have a major problem with this. I like to see where this is going. We saw Dos Santos was physical. He had a knee strike. Uh, he did not look uncomfortable in the ring. I know people will say no, he he's kind of lumbering there, yeah. but he. But but it's not like he was. Uh, it wasn't foreign to him. He was in there in that six man. He it's good for him to be a six man because he can hide there. He has a couple yeah. spots there. He had a big uh, power slam. So he did some things there. Uh, so I'm totally fine with that. But you know what also resonate with me is Sammy Guevara. That dude went from a uh, from a cutter. To a Spanish fly, I think all in the same move, yeah. which is amazing. I mean, that guy is. is right he, I mean, he he is he is special. So I enjoy that. But I think you know that's my standpoint. But you're closer to MMA than I am, and the UFC than I am. And I just want to know with all the others that come around America's top team, how does this work for you? as someone that covers MMA and wrestling, the, in the blending of the two, does this make sense to you? Well, I, I think it always makes sense because I've talked about it before, right, that the, that the businesses of pro wrestling and mixed martial arts have been running side by side for decades, even before it was mixed martial arts, when it was no holds barred, even before no holds barred existed and there was Pancrase. And, I mean, there's just all – I mean, you go back to Ali and Anoki and you can go back even before then, right? Like yeah, the history yeah. of these two businesses are inexplicably linked, so I never have an issue when you blend the, the lot, blur the lines, excuse me, or, or mix the realities or whatever you want to talk about, right? Um, um, in terms of Junior Dos Santos, American top team, Jorge Masvidal, and everything we saw last night, uh, I think specifically as we talk about Dos Santos, my expectations were super low. 
I he's a he's a he's a he's a heavyweight. He's uh, doesn't English is not his first language, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of cutting promos, um, I was I very curious about how that was going to translate. To your point, he's got Dan Lambert. That obviously helps a lot. That's why yes. Dan Lambert is there. I understand that, right? Uh, but even with all that said, I thought. Junior did a better job than I was expecting. Like I loved the fact that he let Jake Hager put him through a table with yeah. a or not, which was essentially what that was. And I, I, I would love the conversation beforehand. I have this idea that that like Jake Hager's in the back, and and that, that maybe there's grand plans about like maybe a Bellator showdown between Hager and Junior Dos Santos, and Hager's okay. just going up to him. was like, listen, Junior, you you know you're gonna beat my ass. Like let me get this. Let me let me get this one moment in. You're like you know how our actual fight's gonna go. Let me get my let me get my Aranagian. like please do like you know what I'm saying like that's right. the way it felt like to me is that this is all building to a bigger story that there might be some crossover in a mixed martial arts cage I hope that is the case right I will say this uh, for as much as I liked what I saw from Junior and what was essentially his first match as a professional wrestler I do hope there's more to come because I think as Excalibur pointed out last night with the stats and the history Junior Dos Santos is one of the greatest heavyweights in UFC history mm-hmm. now he is is on a four-fight losing streak. He is no longer a UFC fighter, and he's got finished in his last four fights. He is a shell of what he used to be. That's besides the point. You yeah. can still sell him as a dangerous man, and you can sell him on his history. And frankly, in terms of a Jake Hager, an actual match against Jake Hager in a Bellator cage, Junior Dos Santos would wax Jack, Jake Hager. Hager almost lost to what was equivalent of like a substitute teacher in his last fight. All due respect <laughs> to Jake, I'm not a fighter. I'm certainly not an undefeated fighter. Jake Hager is nowhere near the level of Junior Dos Santos, and they're super similar in age. Hager is not a spring chicken. The dude is old. He's been around forever, right? But again, the story I like. I like what I saw from Junior. I obviously like what I see from Dan Lambert. What I don't like is what I see from everybody else at American Top Team. Jorge Masvidal, Paige Van Zandt, Austin Vanderford. This is a public service announcement. If you like money, specifically if you like that sweet Tony Khan long money, shut up, stop smiling, and stop treating this shit like a summer vacation. And this isn't just coming from me. I'm probably, I don't want to speak for the wrestlers in the back or anything like that, but you know there's an element of that. When those workers who have been dedicating their lives to these stories and risking their lives for these stories and these characters to see a Masvidal come out cheesing to see Pays Van Zant come out and joking and laughing. Your heels! Your heels! You're supposed to be trying to draw heat. Stop treating this like it's some sort of field trip in seventh grade. This isn't supposed to be fun. You're not supposed to be having a good time. Lose the smiles. That pisses me off, Jonathan Hood, watching what, what? these folks be like that. Well, you have to talk to the Booker of the Year about that, don't you? You got to talk to Tony Khan about that. You got to talk about. You got to talk to the agents in the back about that. That's yeah, all about communication. Yeah. It's amazing in the in a business that's about communication. Sometimes communication is lost. So if that is the case, that's something they, they got to shore up and get better with when they go back on screen again. I mean, if I'm watching in the back, I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's a work, but you don't have to tell let the audience know it's a work. Like if you're right. here, I mean, like Dan Lambert's not smiling at anything. Dan Lambert is cranky. No, and he's, he's selling he's selling the shit out of everything, John. Yeah, well, well, that's only because he's a he's a wrestling fan and understands what the business is about. It's about from him his standpoint, it's about getting heat. 
Now, again, for Paige Van Zandt, I mean, if you want to be a cool heel, that, that works only to an extent, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. It only works to an extent when you're a cool heel. You want to be that, that's fine. But for Paige Van Zandt, if she's a cool heel and she's taking selfies and not taking it seriously, fine. Let her get in the ring, right? I want her to be a part of the AEW roster as a as a performer. Point is, though, is that if if you have a problem with that through through your eyes, your lens of an MMA fan and a wrestling fan, and you see that from MMA fighters, that's something that AEW's got to shore up. It, 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 if you're a heel, unless you're a cool heel, you should be taking it seriously, putting that beat down on, and not laughing about it. Yeah, right? no, and I I don't know if it's yeah one hundred percent, and maybe it's maybe I'm hypersensitive to the issue. I don't know, but uh, no, I, I obviously, I, I, no, I mean it's you, you deal with it, right? You deal with it in both worlds. If I'm just an MMA fan, uh, you, you'd be like, well, how can you watch pro wrestling? You know, it's it's this, it's that. Uh, you know, it's I used to watch when I was a kid, but you still watch that shit. I get defensive about that, right? Well, in <laughs> in, in in pro wrestling, the same thing. I get defensive about mixed martial arts when people talk about like, oh, they're not as tough as they seem, or yada uh-huh. yada, or they don't respect the business, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. I see it from both ends. But then when I see what is very clearly a mixed martial arts stable coming over from that world and not showing, in my eyes the respect that the wrestlers the workers and the business deserves by you essentially treating it as a joke and I don't I don't think it's like you're trying to get heat that way I don't think you're trying to be the cool heel I reads more like to me that you don't get the business Dan Lambert he gets the business John oh, yeah. Hood the rest of his stable eh, I don't think so Men well, of the it, well, 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 that's a problem that's a problem when the manager gets more heat than the actual guys in the ring that's a problem, right? Because mm-hmm. Dan Lambert's not going to beat anyone's ass. He's just going to talk you into the building or talk you to the screen, right? That's his job. But he's, yeah. not, res- he's not wrestling, so you want to make sure that the, the, the guys that's in American Top Team has as much heat or more than the mouthpiece. And you, you struck on something because you, to your heart, really is, you know, I mean, you're a great broadcaster, but also you're a matchmaker. Because what you've put together is something that is a shoot that could be extend be an extension of the storyline. Imagine Junior Dos Santos against Jake Hager, and it's still part of the storyline, and it's not a predetermined finish. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's what you just. Oh, I mean, you just pre, you I, mean just, I know the outcome. I know. I know the outcome. I know yeah, the, the finish. But no, yeah, you're, no, you're no, right. no, no, no. But but you. <laughs> but but we don't know. Yeah. We don't know because it's right. not a pro wrestling match. It is a it, imagine Jake Hager against Junior Dos Santos in Bellator, and it's an extension of the storyline that we just saw on Friday night, right? It's like, well, hey, Jake Hager yeah. he got his ass we beat by Junior Dos Santos. That's an extension of the pro wrestling storyline for AEW. So yeah. that match actually yeah. should happen because that helps Bellator and it also helps AEW because it's still part of the story. Yeah, and now imagine this. After all that shit I talked, Jake Hager actually goes out and beats Junior Dos Santos in a mixed martial arts fight. What does that do for Jake Hager? Right. <laughs> I mean, but either way, I can't it's deny a, it. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but either way, it's an extension of what you just said. It's an extension of that story. It's a win-win. Yes. Because, yes. because that, because that's legit. <laughs> and it's a new way to tell a story right. for everything that we've seen in pro wrestling, right? And everything that we've seen in mixed martial arts at that sort of level, and I again, I know Junior's on a, a losing streak and whatever. The fact is, Jake's undefeated, right? Junior is a former UFC heavyweight champ. They're both at you know in this sort of prime time placement AEW. If you can bridge that gap and you can bring it over into Bellator and you can tell a story simultaneously in two different organizations, in two different sports, in two different forms of entertainment, I am definitely intrigued by where that could go. 
So I didn't have a problem with that main event uh, for for Rampage. Yeah. But I'm but again, I will tell you, Ryan, it, it should have been in hindsight. In hindsight, Danielson and Suzuki should have been the first match, and the, that main event of Rampage probably should have been the last match. That's what should have happened last night. And again, the numbers will prove it out. But if you're trying to, if you're really trying to measure up against the WWE and SmackDown with their extra half hour, put the match that trended, the match that people are talking about was Suzuki against Danielson. How physical it was. And again, that would be a, a contrast of styles as a fan too. Do you want the physical brutality of AEW Rampage, or do you want right. the silky smoothness of the women's match of Sasha Banks and Becky? I mean, either way, it was a win-win for all of us wrestling fans. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.